I never got any money from you. Be normal. And now, Mr. Edwards, I would like to make a disclosure, which is something which has never been revealed to the public. This is The Saucer Life, exploring the history and lore of flying saucers. The Saucer Life is a podcast in which we examine concepts, events, or people orbiting the world of flying saucers. Few preconceptions, snark when justified, no belief, no debunking, no friends left after this little stunt. This is Flying Saucer Game Night. Okay, as I considered what episode to do next, and and if you're listening in the far future, this was during March of 2020, for various professional and personal and time management reasons, I needed something, I don't want to say simple, but light. For a lot of people, these are some fairly fraught times, and uh, so something a little more buoyant would be um, appropriate, I thought. So thus was born Flying Saucer Game Night, and it all goes back to our 90s magazine mixtape episode. Okay, so in our 90s magazine mixtape episode, we were looking at an issue of UFO magazine from 1991, I think, and we encountered an ad for a UFO trivia board game called Euphoria. Here's the clip. The game's four categories are 1. Trivia 2. True-False 3. ESP and 4. Impromptu Besides general knowledge of UFO phenomenon, players must use their sixth sense in the ESP category, similar to the reported telepathic communications occurring during extraterrestrial contacts. Further, in the impromptu category, players are given a situation that they must expand on with a story, adding to the fun and perhaps jogging hidden memories of UFO experiences. And I thought no more about it. I think I may have made an offhand comment that it would be cool to have the game or something like that. So without fail, one of our intrepid Twitter followers pointed me to a mint, still-in-the-shrink-wrap copy of Euphoria for sale on eBay. Now, if any of you ever wondered what happens to any contributions that some of you have so generously made to the show, well, it's for buying old UFO board games on eBay. I bought the game, and I've played and been confused by a lot of board games in my life. And as I unwrapped the box, I wondered to myself if this would be the UFO equivalent of Settlers of Catan or Carcassonne or Castles of Mad King Ludwig or something like that. Um, It's not. It's like a combination of Trivial Pursuit, one of those games where you make up a story and the other players judge it, and a seance. On the now-defunct website for the game, creator Steve Falcone, and I am pretty sure it's not actor Steve Falcone, described it this way. Welcome to the world of UFO trivia. The vast realm of UFO phenomenon dates back thousands of years. Perhaps you yourself have memories of UFOs, or perhaps as you play the game, you will discover hidden memories of forgotten experiences. You will discover which celebrities and historical persons have had UFO sightings, and as you travel from planet to planet, you will also be able to put your ESP abilities to the test. So why don't you join us on an adventure that will forever alter the way you and your friends think of UFOs? This sounds fascinating. On a subsequent page of the site, uh, he expanded on this a bit. Euphoria is a board game. 
It will not fit into your PlayStation or Nintendo, not even the Sega or any other video arcade machines. With your Euphoria game, you'll receive one game board, 10 ESP cards, 94 trivia cards, 25 impromptu cards, one die, 6 game pieces, 12 energy cards, 56 true-false cards. Gameplay. Travel to all three of the planets. You'll be asked questions along the way. Answer them correctly or lose your turn. You will also get to test your ESP skills as you travel on each sphere. Then, when you've reached the seven-level pyramid, you must keep rolling the die until you get the exact number needed to reach the center of the pyramid. Once you've reached the center and you answer the final question correctly, you will transcend all space and time and become immortal. But answer it wrong, you'll be starting all over again. Now, just for clarity, um, I want to point out that I mentally corrected a lot of the punctuation as I was reading that because it should have sounded something like this. And I'm only doing it as written right now just because I am a petty, petty man. And this punctuation really annoys me. Travel to all three of the planets. You will be asked questions along the way. Answer them correctly or lose your turn. You will also get to test your ESP skills as you travel on each sphere, then when you've reached the seven-level pyramid. You must keep rolling the die until you get the exact number needed to reach the center of the pyramid. Once you have reached the center and you answer the final question correctly, you will transcend all space and time and become immortal! Two exclamation points spaced wrongly. But answer it wrong, you'll be starting all over again, period. Yes, I'm petty. Uh, so, that's the game. And you transcend all space and time and become immortal. That's amazing. So, we get a little bit about the gameplay, but let's look at the instructions. Um, for reference, the graphic for this episode on the website is the game board. Um, the game pieces themselves look like colored translucent lozenges. So, to begin, each player rolls the die once. High Roller starts the game. If two or more players roll the high number, whoever rolled first starts the game. The other players follow in turn. Do you go clockwise? Do you go counterclockwise? It does not say. Um, it, uh, to play, there are three planets on the game board. Players can begin on any outer sphere of a planet. Look for the energy spot space marked start. It is not required that all players begin on the same planet. Players' ships, game pieces, move around the outer sphere in a clockwise direction and move counterclockwise around the inner sphere. Folks, this doesn't make much more sense if you're looking at the board. Um, at least it doesn't to me. So, um, you go clockwise, then counterclockwise, then clockwise. When your game piece lands on a category space, an opponent draws the top card from that category's deck and reads the question to you. If the question is answered correctly, your turn continues with another roll of the die. Your turn ends when you answer incorrectly. Answering any questions except for ESP, after answering any questions except for ESP, return to the cards to the bottom of the deck. All questions should be read by an opponent. So just from a gameplay standpoint, just as a player, one of the things I really don't like is our, our trivia games where when you get the answer correct, you can have another turn because that can lead to, I mean, I'm going to be a little 
immodest yet honest here. If you're playing trivia against somebody like me, it, it's going to be a long time until you get another turn. I'm just saying. Um, you might want to forget I said that when we get to the actual examples of gameplay later on. So um, there's there's three trivia. There's three categories. There's there's trivia where you sort of give an answer. There's there's true or false, and then there are the um, the the sort of psychic and uh, and sort of you know finish the story cards. Now, what's interesting is the the sort of categories where you you make up what's going on. Um, you know, the people judge whether or not it's good, but it's it's all vague. These there aren't many instructions here. I'm gonna take a picture of the instructions and put them up on the website so you can see these. Uh, but it's um it's really it's really strange. So basically, um for the impromptu, as you're gonna hear, use your creative ability to respond to the questions in this category. The other players must determine if your answer, improvisation, is acceptable. If it is, you may continue as you would in all categories. Why? Why would anybody just not say, yeah, that sucks, my turn. It's just very, very strange. So that is uh, that is how the game is, uh, how the game is played. And before... Um, before the COVID-19 scare, I'm, I'm dating the episode a little bit if you're listening in the far future, but before the, the COVID-19 um, pandemic uh, scare reaction, you know, policies took effect, my plan was to, to sort of get people together and try to play this game. I've got friends who play board games and, and I was going to sort of play this game and sort of review it that way. When that became impossible, I, I sort of looked at the possibility of doing it you know, sort of remotely with people playing the game. And the more I looked at it and the board and everything, it, it's, it, I, th I think I, I described it to somebody as unplayable by humans at, at some point. It just it would go on and on and on. So what I did was recruit our intrepid occasional extra voices, Roberta Evangeline Straith, Sasha Gimlinson, and Nelson Sanat. And I decided to just sort of get together with them in real life in, in one case and, and virtually via Zoom in other cases. That's not a plug for Zoom. They do not pay for a sponsorship on this show. I probably shouldn't have said anything. Uh, using an online meeting service, I, uh, I connected with the other two and I asked them a selection of questions from each category to give you an idea of what these were. And we didn't really keep score, but uh, as you'll hear, no matter how you score these uh, these things, I lost. So after the break, we'll see um, how this works out more or less in real life with these uh, with these questions. And the break is coming a little before the halfway point, just to uh, just to keep the continuity. So we'll be right back. Okay, if you liked our Greta Woodrow episode, uh, be sure to check out The Saucer Afterlife this coming week because I got my hands on the children's book she wrote in the early 90s entitled Hear the Colors, See the Music, a tomorrow book for today. Um, it's, uh, we're, we're, going to, we're going to read this book uh, because it's... Uh, it, it, it's it's wow. Think um, think low rent Dr. Seuss with aliens, and um, this is this is no slight on Greta Woodrow because she did not do the illustrations, but some illustrations that I'm pretty sure I could probably um, imitate fairly well. 
You can check out past episodes, read some reviews of saucer-related stuff, and support the show at saucerlife.com. Thank you very much to those who've donated in the past. Um, it's allowed us to buy UFO trivia games off of eBay. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Saucer Life, or you can email us at thesaucerlife at gmail.com. You can contact us by post, and anything you send will be heavily disinfected because of the prevailing conditions. But you can mail us at Chizo Media, P.O. Box 68, Grand Blank, Michigan, 48480. The Saucer Life is available anywhere you can find podcasts, and next time it'll be a contactee. That's as far as I've gotten, although I strongly suspect we'll be looking at Dana Howard, but don't hold me to it. Now, let's play the game. Okay, so what I did was um, for Roberta, we'll start with Roberta. Um, I was able to have Roberta here in the studio, so we recorded this um live to tape with very little editing, mostly uh, silence as uh, as she contemplated answers. And then at the end of everybody's turn, I'm going to be subjected to uh, to the same treatment. So here is uh, here is Roberta playing the game. Okay, we're here in the studio with uh, Roberta Evangeline Straith. Hello. Uh, Roberta's here. Why is Roberta here in the studio when there's a global pandemic going on? Well, she was here recording something when the order came down to stay in place. So we've locked her in the studio downstairs. And um, yeah, it's it's rough. But uh, we're here. That was uh, Rheingeist um, Slangria Ale with apple, pomegranate, blueberry, and lime. What do you think about that, Roberta? You like that? It's a bit dry. It is a bit dry. But tasty. Tasty. Okay. So, what we're going to be doing is um, I'm going to be asking going to be asking a number of questions. So, five true or false, five trivia, and one finish the story from the prompt. And then there's the ESP test. So, Roberta, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So, true or false, most aliens are green. False. Correct. That's one point. Drugs are the only way of obtaining altered states of consciousness. False. False. Two points. Are there gray aliens? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Three points. U UFOs in Brazil are referred to as O-V-N-I. Sort of capital O-V-N-I. Okay, true. It is, it is true. You should be hosting the show. Um, an example of a close encounter of the first kind is a bright light in the sky. It's not very close, is it? True or false? <laughs> false. Correct. Okay. You are, you are, you are, you have a perfect score so far. Okay. So now the more open-ended trivia questions. So these are going to be... Like I have to come up with the answer? Yes. Okay. Where was Edward Meyer from? Contactee Edward Billy Meyer. Can I get a narrow down? Europe. Germany. Oh, close, but no. Switzerland. 
Switzerland. Um, next one. What is the space-time continuum? <laughs> is this a Doctor Who reference? <laughs> no, no, no. I have no clue. A level of existence consisting of spatial dimensions and time. So basically, what is the space-time continuum? Space and time. Don't be afraid to choose an answer that's completely dumb-sounding. Can we go back to the true and false questions? No, I'm afraid not. Um, where's Devil's Tower, States? I want to say Arizona. You're on the correct side of the Mississippi. It's Wyoming. Hmm. Where, in 1917, did 50,000 people see a brilliant spinning disc in the sky? Europe. Paris. Fatima, Portugal. It's okay. We haven't done an episode on Fatima, so. Oh, what kind of beings did Benny and Barney, Betty and Barney Hill encounter? The Flintstones. I don't know. What? Gray humanoids. Oh. Did you know any of those answers? Yes. Which ones did you know? Gray humanoids. The only, that's the only one you know? And the Fatima one. Because it's the only flying saucer thing I know from 1970. Okay. My turn's coming later. Okay, this is where I give you a prompt. And you, using psychic ability, maybe to connect to experiences you've had. Because as the game box says, perhaps you may find hidden memories of forgotten experiences. Are you ready? Yes. You have gone back in time to Atlantis. Describe what you saw. We can edit out the silence, but we can't edit out that blank look she's giving me. Okay, so when you play this game, I read this. And so other people judge as if it's acceptable. Yeah. So who's judging if this is acceptable? We can throw it out there on Twitter. Uh, no. Uh, no, okay. I'm just trying to give a flavor of what the game's like. Okay, okay. I saw water and people. What do you want me to... Okay, there was a flying saucer in the air. It shot out a beam, which then imploded the whole island. And then it started sinking rapidly into the ocean... And you know those little steam, those little steam things that come up when something like sinks? The little steam things came up and it was like, whoosh, and everything was gone. Folks, all I did was do a little hand gesture of like a little more and we got all that. That, that was wonderful. Thank you. Okay. So we'll give you a point for that. So um, I think that was being very generous. Thank you. What the point was being very generous? Yes. Okay. Okay, so now for the ESP portion. Oh, this is what I've been waiting for all and, night. And, and, and I want you to take this seriously, Roberta. Mm -hmm. So basically, I've got a bunch of cards here, and they have either shapes or colors on them, and, and I will choose one, and um, I will tell Roberta whether it's a shape or a color, and she will um, use the power of her mind, probably the same skills she, she had when she, you know, conjured up how Atlantis was destroyed, and and she will uh, she will tell us what she has found. Okay, 
It is a. I saw you pick that one. How can you see what it when is? When you when you flipped it up, it's a green circle. There's no way you could have seen that. I saw it when you were playing with the cards. Oh, you okay. flipped it, okay. so you need to pick a different one. If you really want this to be accurate, <laughs> you, really, you really you really could have screwed me over there. Okay. <laughs> I should have not. I should have just said. It's a circle, and I can see green. Okay. Yes. Okay. It's a shape. Star. That's correct. Did you see that one? I no, I did not see oh, that okay. one. Oh, great. Okay, folks. Um, Are we only doing one? Okay. Um, well, I mean... Oh, okay, that, that you're right, you're right. It isn't really a big sample size, is it? Okay, okay. Well, how many does, what does the game say to do? The game says whenever you like land on the spot, oh. you have to do this. So, okay. Well, just doing one, yeah, you gotta have a better sample size. Oh, okay. it, it's a color. Purple. Oh, that's not that one, of isn't my one of the colors. But I swear I'm seeing purple. <laughs> it's blue, which is a kind of purple. No, it isn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's do it. Let's do one more. We'll do three of the ESPs. This is this is round one. This, she's this is the first uh, subject here. So it's a shape. Triangle. No, it's oh, a circle. Damn. Okay, I'm gonna have to edit that damn out. Otherwise, we'll have to mark it explicit or something. No, we're probably. Oh, fine. do you want me to throw an f bomb then? No, please. No, think of the children. Okay. Um, all right. Thank you, Roberta, for uh, coming to the studio. We're going to lock you back in the furnace room now. And as soon as the governor lifts the shelter-in-place order, you'll be able to go back to your family. Okay. So Roberta did very well on the true and false, less well on the uh, on the trivia. And uh, the ESP was kind of a bust. And um, to be honest, uh, the subsequent tries with various people... We forgot to do more than one sample of the ESP question. I uh, I didn't really realize that till I put this episode together. Did I mention that there's a lot going on these days, and I um, I'm a little frazzled, but um, that was fun, um, and I hope you found that enjoyable too. Um, we had a good time recording that. So next up was Sasha Gimlinson, who appeared via a popular online meeting application, and she answered similar questions, similar but different questions. We'll talk about the similarity of questions a little in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so, true or false, NASA has found what looks like a giant face on Mars. Oh. Um, I feel like that was true, right? Yes. There's that yes. face on there. I didn't know that was a NASA thing or not, but... <laughs> it, it was. It was a NASA photograph. Okay. 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 Some people have out-of-body experiences while meditating. True. Correct. <laughs> oh, oh, this is, a, this is a deep cut. When Travis Walton slugged an alien in the mouth, the alien slugged him back. True or false? I don't know who Travis Walton is. <laughs> Got a um, shot. Uh, uh, false. That is correct. True. No, no, it's false. It's I false. thought maybe you froze for a minute. Oh, it's, it's false. It's false. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is serious. Crystals amplify energy. 
mean, some people say yes. <laughs> True. <laughs> True, yes. It's, imagine you designed a UFO board game. <laughs> what do you think that person would say? In a non-sarcastic way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Actor Glenn Ford saw a UFO. True or false? True. True. Who is, <laughs> do you know who Glenn Ford is? Um, I cannot think. I know I know the name, but I cannot think of who that is. Well, you're ahead of me. I have no idea who this is. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Okay, well, that is a perfect true-false score. That is, that is good. Okay. <laughs> so, round two. Now, these are not great questions. Okay. <laughs> I've not seen these particular questions, but in general, they're not great. What does nocturnal light mean? Light at night? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, an unidentified light seen at night, which does not fit the pattern of lights from known sources. Oh, okay. What does UFO stand for? Unidentified flying object. Correct. That was an easy one. Wow. Yes. <laughs> you lucked out. Who is Semyase? Uh, and someone met when they were abducted. <laughs> that is that is close. A, yeah. being, a being from the Pleiades. Oh. Um, which is it's this contactee in um in Switzerland named Billy Meyer. He met Semyase. Okay. Now I'm gonna have to sub this next question out because the next question is. Where does some Jesse come from? Which ah, you just gave me the answer. No. <laughs> Substitute question. UFO reports have been attributed to birds reflecting sunlight. That's true. That's true. I guess I gave you a true or false one. Yes. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> okay. So I can't tell the symbols apart. What does teleportation mean? That you're suddenly moved from one place to another place without moving your actual body there. Instantaneous, yes. Instantaneous movement of physical matter from one place to another. That's a much better way of phrasing it. <laughs> okay. What is a close encounter of the fourth kind? Oh, shoot. Oh, I don't remember the, the ratings, the levels. Um, is, is that actual, like, like talking? <laughs> it's, um, a, a court, I, I, that's what I would say. Um, okay. I, this says uh, the abduction of a human being by euphonauts. Oh, okay. Okay. Abduction. So, so abduction is the fourth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I had like three of those questions in a row last night and I didn't get any of them right. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. ESP. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So I've got a card here with a, uh, with a color, blue, orange, red, yellow, or green, blue, orange, red, yellow, or green. Using the power of your mind. Yes. Tell me what color I'm holding. I'm really... You broke up. Oh, I said um, red. 
Oh no! Oh bummer! Blue. <laughs> Blue. Oh, oh, tragic. Okay, last one. This okay. is the uh, the scenario where, according to the according to the game, um, you you between the ESP round and this round, you might uncover things, mm. like experiences you've had that aren't in your conscious memory. So. You have been under hypnosis after a UFO abduction. Oh. Describe what took place. Oh. Uh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sleep paralysis? No. <laughs> uh, 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 Jess Upperman, who, um, I, I don't know what to say. Um, lots of bright lights and, um, they put an implant. I remember being cut on my arm and this is what I'm supposed to do, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and, uh, the next thing I remembered, I was suddenly back in my house and I had a strange bruise on my arm. Weird. I know. I think that is, I think that is absolutely, um, yeah, that's, I'm sure that's, that's what happened. Yeah. So the description of this game says that upon winning it, you will in capital letters and in bold type, you will transcend all of space and time. Ooh. Yeah. Do you feel like the questions presented here, somebody who knows the answer, yes. do, you, do, you, do you think they would be able to transcend all space and time? Um, but you know, it's a weird time that we are living in right now. And um, I, uh, I like to think that I can see, you know, the, the end goal, the end of, of all of the quarantining and things, but I don't have any answers, so not really. <laughs> well, you, you got all the true and false correct, and yet you, you still cannot transcend space and time. No, no. Exactly tragic it is well another uh, old country singer might be taken from us too soon <laughs> mm -hmm. okay well thank you uh, yeah. for uh thank you sasha for yeah. uh, for playing along yes thank you all right yeah. have okay. a good night yeah you too talk to you later yeah bye again a perfect score on the uh the true and false which is good uh which is good to see um i mean even when it's a 50 50 shot you know people tend to you know get some wrong sometimes I think it's pretty extraordinary if, if anybody gets them all right um, I, I'm sort of setting up how poorly I'm going to do on some of this stuff okay next up um, next up is Nelson Sanat who also uh, met with us over uh, over a popular online meeting program here's Nelson so Nelson hello hello you're here we're going to do. Uh, we're going to do five true or false questions. Okay. We're going to do five open-ended trivia questions. We are going to um, do the thing where you are presented with a scenario, and uh, you have to tell the story of this scenario. Okay. And then we are going to test your uh, your psychic abilities in the ESP uh, round. Okay, yeah. that should be fun. Yeah. Okay, it's it's not that great. You just sort of <laughs> use it's 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 your basic uh, you know telekinetic stuff. Okay, true or false? 
a bogey and a UFO mean the same thing? I'm going to say true. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, because yeah. if you're looking at the radar screen and the little blip shows up, we got a bogey bearing 190. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've seen movies. <laughs> most, most, alien, most aliens are reported to be over seven feet tall. Oh, I, I don't know. I think I'm going to say false. They're usually little, little guys, little, yeah, little great guys. You yeah. Are, you are correct. False. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> did three children, <laughs> <laughs> did three children see an aerial phenomenon and a white robed lady on May 13th, 1917 in Fatima, Portugal? Yes. So seriously, this is a true or false question? Yes or no. I'm give you all this detail. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got to go with true on that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's something yeah, worked that's really the, hard at making it the, up. Um, the Our Lady of Fatima. <laughs> yes. Um, now, it, now, what would have been funny was just like, no, it was four children. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> that that would have been good. But yes, that was oddly specific. Um, true or false? When Jesus finished his ministry on earth, he ascended to heaven in a cloud. It is believed that the cloud was a UFO. <laughs> oh, man, there's a lot more questions in there. I, uh, it is believed. Well, I, I would imagine somewhere out there, someone believes this. So, true, it is believed by someone. <laughs> Easily provable. UFO. Easily, Easily provable. Easily provable. <laughs> yes, it is, it is true. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. Last one. Last true or false, or yes or no. Okay. Did the inventor of this game see a UFO? <laughs> Tr yes, true. Yes, yes, apparently. He must have. <laughs> Steve Falcone, but apparently not actor Steve Falcone, um, <laughs> did. Okay, good job. That was... Uh, so the answer was false. I was going to be really sad for the guy because he's <laughs> surely been hoping for it. I really want to see one, guys. <laughs> okay. Now, the open-ended trivia uh, questions. Okay, here we go. What was the name of the little space being in The Flintstones? Uh, oh, man, I have no idea, Aaron. The little, I didn't, I, I didn't. Kazoo, the great kazoo, the little green guy. Even remember there was a little space. Kazoo, ah. Kazoo. Yeah. Boy, I, it's been a while since I've seen the Flintstones. Yeah. Apparently. Huh, okay. Apparently. Okay. <laughs> okay. In what state did Whitley Strieber have a close encounter with beings from another world? That's a state in the United States. Not oh, like he was, he was in a, an altered state. <laughs> a highly inebriated state. <laughs> oh, I, I, all the Strieber fans are going to come after us now. Oh, no. So what was the guy's name again? Oh, God. Whitney. Nelson. Whitley Strieber. Oh, oh. He yeah. wrote the book Communion. What, let's... Uh, the, the, the face of the uh, gray guy on it. Um, oh, man. Uh... North Carolina. Oh, I'm oh. afraid it's New York. Oh, okay. That is Cabin in upstate New York. 
Okay. Okay. I was thinking of when he was at his vacation home in North Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. Yeah. Okay. Where did the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind take place? Oh, well, this is complex. Um, Some of it took place in Muncie, Indiana. Uh, Some of it uh, took place at Devil's Tower Monument. Is that in Wyoming? Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Yeah. Wyoming. Excellent. You know, um, Roberta had a question. Where is Devil's Tower located? And I Ah. why is this in a UFO trivia game? I didn't think about it (laughs) in terms of uh, the movie. Okay. Um, I'm sensing a theme here. Who was the director of the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Oh, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> I'm going to need you to say that again because Zoom froze up on us. Oh, uh, I was going with Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. That is, uh, that is correct. Yes. Which president filed a UFO report with a private UFO agency? Ooh, a U.S. president with a private agency. Yes. It took place before he was president. Um, man, I'm kind of thinking that might be Dwight Eisenhower. No. No. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. Carter, yeah. It was, a, it was a big story at the time back when you and I were like three years old. <laughs> um, so this was during his time in the military or something? But uh, I think it was when he was governor of Georgia. Um, or it was like, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah you know, it w- wasn't when he was in the Navy. It was, um, I think he reported it. I think it was NICAP he reported it. Ah, uh, okay, okay. okay. Oh, I have this picture of him out in the peanut fields kind of with binoculars. and. <laughs> now, I saw the UFO. Um, this is a time of great malaise. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. I am holding in my hand a card oh. for the ESP round. ESP, okay. That's okay. great. So the cards are, uh, they have a color. Blue, yellow, orange, red, or green. What? Use your mind now. Don't just... Okay, so this is blue, blue, yellow, orange, red, or green? Correct. Use your mind. Use your, use your, use your psychic stuff. All right. Yes. All right. I'm working here. So you're, are you looking I'm, at the card right now? I'm looking at the card right now. Yeah. Tune into my oh. mind. Okay. Think, I'm broadcasting. Think hard. Think really hard. I'm trying. Uh, mm, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting either a yellow or orange. I'm uh, kind of. I'm going to go with orange. I'm afraid it's uh, it's red. Oh, okay. So I like how you set this up to my, my fault for not translating. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. You needed to broadcast a little more intensely there. You know? I guess. I guess. So the um, the uh, scenario round. Oh, okay, scenario. Yes. Um, <laughs> You have transcended all space and time and have become immortal. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> tell us how one tell us how one achieves this. Oh, oh, how how do you transcend the mortality and um well 
I think kind of drawing together everything I know from, from the show, it probably involved a woman. It probably involved boarding a craft of some kind. And, um, and she told me the secret to humanity avoiding nuclear war. And, um, and then uh, she was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. And we kissed and uh, I decided to board the spacecraft and go to Venus. You've been in quarantine a while, haven't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's about right. Now, now, something interesting, and this is something I, uh, I asked Sasha. I, I forgot to ask Roberta this, but yeah. um, in the description, as, as the listeners have already will have heard by the time mm, they hear yeah. the, whole ep- the whole episode, the description of the game says that upon winning, you will transcend space and time and become immortal. Oh, Nice. So apparently the correct answer to this scenario is how does one achieve this by winning the by game. winning the game <laughs> uh, euphoria explore the you do you after listening to some of these questions do you think that if you were to win this game you would have transcended all of space and time <laughs> I would have lost track of space and time most likely <laughs> it, it was a very long-winded uh, long-winded game <laughs> Well, thank you, Nelson. Thank you for uh, for your time. And, Absolutely, uh, it was fun. We will uh, we will see you later. All right. Have a good one. You too. Okay. Yet another um, really remarkable job on the true and false. I mean, I, it's really unusual that somebody gets five out of five true or false. I mean, and and the idea that that so far we've had three out of three people get all five true or false questions correct. I mean, I. I don't want to say that Roberta and Sasha and um, Nelson have their own copies of the game and memorize the cards, but I'm just saying, you know, it's pretty remarkable. So um, then it was my turn and uh, Roberta quizzed me using the cards. And um, I just want to say again, how unusual it is for people to get perfect scores on anything really. Um, So here's my turn. Okay, so now it's my turn. We're back in the studio. Um, it's a couple days later. We let uh, Roberta out of the furnace room. She was uh, semi-feral, but we got her calmed down. Um, didn't have much food left, so she's been pretty hungry. But uh, but she's she's not willing to give me uh, much quarter on the, uh, the, the trivia answers. I doubt I'll be getting any clues at all. Um, she was quite angry. So, okay, let's get started. Number one, did any of the astronauts on the Apollo missions have UFO sightings? Yes. Correct. The oceans of Venus are full of salmon. Oh, if this was according to George Adamski, I would say yes, but it doesn't specify that, so I'm going to assume they know that there are no salmon on Venus. No. Correct. Cicero first century Roman statesman and scholar said in his writings that on one occasion the sun was seen at night accompanied by loud noises in the sky which seemed to split open revealing strange spheres true or false I'm gonna say false oh sorry that's true Uh, gonna need a citation on that did John Lennon see a UFO oh probably he was high most of the time yes Scientists believe there are gray holes in space. Oh, wait. If you answer incorrectly, you lose your next turn. 
Okay. Um, gray holes. Correct. I have never heard of those. I'm going to say no. You are correct. Okay. Um, Erin, could you remind us what my score was after the first you, round? You had a perfect score, Roberta, after the first <laughs> round. Um, and I didn't mean to imply that only people who are high all the time see UFOs. I'm just assuming that being high all the time, John Lennon undoubtedly saw UFOs. Um, okay. Are you well, ready for round two? I am not, but uh, it's time. In astronomy, what is a bow shock? I actually saw this when looking through the game, so I'm going to substitute this card in. Well, ask, thank you ask, for being honest. Yeah. Couldn't remember what the answer was. Who was the first astronomer to examine the Pleiades? Pleiades? Pleiades, Pleiades. Um, through I'm, a telescope. I'm going to say Galileo. You are correct, sir. It's the only astronomer with a telescope I know. In England, the northern constellation is commonly referred to as what? Hmm. Ursa Major? Oh, no, I'm sorry. The Plow. Really? That's what the card says. Oh, the card. What is a close encounter of the third kind? Um, that's when, when you see a, a that, that's when the craft has landed on the ground and you're in the presence of the craft. I don't think so. What does it say? A close-range sighting of a UFO and one or more UFO knots. You did not mention UFO knots. I can't believe you've seen all ten episodes of Hellier and you did not pronounce it Euphonaut. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've never seen it spelled out before. Oh, okay, that, that, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I can't give you that. Roberta's seen Hellier, too, um, as, as well. I've when soil samples are taken at a UFO landing site... What do they find has happened to the soil? Um, it, it is radioactive. Mm, I'm sorry. It has been sterilized. You're probably with radiation. By using radio. Okay. What was Project Cyclops? I saw this one too. Substitute oh my gosh. This one in. Didn't we just do this one? I don't know. What is it? What is the close encounter of the first kind? Oh, that was third kind. Okay. Um, it's seeing a craft in the sky. It says at close range. I really don't think well, it that... Has to, if, it's, if it's close... If no, it's, if no, it's in the sky, it's not close. But, but your question was, you know, is it a light in the sky? And if it's not a light, it's you're seeing you're, you're close enough to know that it's something that's not like a planet or a star or something. I, I'm giving myself a point. On, on why not? I, I mean, you're the host of the show; it's your game. Of course, you can give yourself a point. Don't 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 place responsibility for this game on me. Okay. Cheaters never win. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> We're not in competition with each other. Okay. Um, now it's time for my psychic scenario. You have just witnessed a UFO sighting. Now convince those around you of what you saw. <laughs> well, if I could do this, I could solve the whole thing. Um, it did, okay, I just saw you. I just had a UFO sighting. That's all it says, right? Do you need me to read it again? Is this really that hard? Yes, okay. it is actually. Yeah. You have just witnessed a UFO sighting. 
Okay. Now convince those around you of what you saw. So the way that sentence is constructed, I've just witnessed a UFO sighting. It doesn't say I've had the sighting myself. So what it's really saying is I have witnessed somebody having a UFO sighting. But so, you're standing next to them. So why wouldn't you be seeing it too? Because the phenomenon is subjective. I'm already not giving you a point. But continue on. <laughs> I... I don't even know how I'd do this. I'd probably, sort of 1981 style, sell the story to the Weekly World News. Because the people who buy the Weekly World News, especially back in the early 80s, tended to believe the Weekly World News. And I'd get, I think I remember the amount was from an interview that, that we talked about on a previous episode. What was it, like 150 bucks for a good story? So I would sell it to the Weekly World News. And that is the probably lowest effort way I could undertake to convince the largest number of people that that sighting had occurred. She is shaking her head in disgust. The whole point of this game is to make up some grandiose experience that you had and be like like overboard in what you're doing. And so your 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 response to this question is to sell it to the Weekly World News? Yes. I'm afraid I can't accept that. <laughs> okay. Try another one. No, that, I don't get to that, try another that one. That prompt was lousy. You just get to pick and choose now? You just get to deny my experience? You've just been given the power of psychic ability. Oh, excuse me. Psychic ability. Was it in quotes? It was. It wasn't Eric. Okay. Obtain a piece of jewelry from another player and give them a reading. Well, the only jewelry I'm wearing is my wedding rings. Ooh. Ooh, you're going to hear all about Roberta's husband. <laughs> okay. Now this this is going to be good. Yeah, cuz Roberta's husband, he's he's a legend. Okay, I am I'm I'm holding the the ring in the palm of my left hand and and stroking it gently with the index finger of my right hand and I I'm getting something. I I am getting something. He uh he's 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 it's remarkably short, um, but <laughs> golly, what a head of hair! Um, clean shaven, but uh, but he's got a, a strong chin, so that's okay. Um, he's not very bright. Um, oh, oh! I should not have discovered this. He, oh, Roberta. How dare you take advantage of that sweet, sweet man with that gorgeous head of hair. I, all I can say is Roberta had financial reasons for entering into this marriage and um, with her husband. And I, I was going to say his name, but... I love how everything you just said was the exact opposite of the truth. May I have my rings back, please? I don't know. This could be rent. You're living in my furnace room. Okay. <laughs> Okay, ESP time. ESP time. Okay. Do you want to hold the card to your head? No, I don't want to hold the card to my head. It's a shape. Got to look at the list of shapes. Equals sign. No. Okay. All right. Wow. That was bad. That was bad. Um, okay. Well... Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, for listening, folks, and um, we'll return you to the main program now. 
yeah, I only got four out of the five true and false correct. That's fine. That's 90%. I can't do math either. That's 80%. 80%. That's a that's a decent grade. I, I'd be proud of an 80%. But that gives you an idea of the questions that make up uh, this game. And when I looked through the decks of questions, especially the um, the scenario questions, the improvisation questions, they were so remarkably similar. Um, so many of them were, you have been given a message for humanity. What is that message? And various variations on that. You found an ancient scroll with a message for humanity. What's the message? You've met with aliens and they have a message for humanity. What's that message? You've achieved godhood and you have a message for humanity. What's that message? Over and over and over again. Uh, most of the trivia questions and the true-false questions had two or three variations on them. Um, there was the the Billy Meyer, Billy Meyer question about Semyase being from the Pleiades and then who was Semyase and then there was you know, I think there were a couple other Billy Meyer, very Billy Meyer specific questions. It really is like the creator of the game sort of, you know, committed to X number of questions and then realized he could only come up with one half X number of questions. And so created variations on that number until he was up to the correct number of, of questions and cards. It's, it's a strange game. It's not bad. I mean, it's really not bad, but some of the questions are so open-ended and vague that you're going to spend more time arguing about whether or not the answer is correct than sort of playing the game. And I hate any game where you have to roll an exact number at the very last stage or else something bad happens or it just goes on forever. It's just, yeah. Anyway, um, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, this very different episode of The Saucer Life, and um, I'll, I'll skip the whoosh. This is a weird episode, so I'll skip the whoosh. Thank you for listening, and uh, thanks so much to uh, Roberta, Sasha, and Nelson for being way better at this game than I am and taking time out of their busy schedules to um, to uh, to play along, um, and they they all three of them are way busier than I am. The associate producer of The Saucer Life is Simpson J. Hanover III, who was too busy to accept a call on a popular online conference calling system to play the game. The Saucer Life is a production of Chizo Media. Chizo Media, working for the good of mankind along the lines of truth. Till next time, keep watching this. I can't even do it. Till next time, take care of yourselves, please. Stay safe. Stay healthy because the skies want you around for a little while longer. Bye.